We just did one like last week, so what, what was it? We I think we're doing like one every other week now. It's like we're we're on a roll lately. Yes, we're actually on a roll, and uh, um, I think people I think people think we're doing the Lucha World podcast every two weeks, but it's like I think the fact that I do Lucha talk, I just don't think we should have to repeat it because I mean, if you really want to hear a lot of that the stuff we talk about, I think two weeks is fine. Like you could talk about a lot of Lucha. And Absolutely. Like, that other show covers the TV shows and all that, so I think that's perfectly fine. Yes, I thought it would be cool to mention Lucha Classica early in the podcast so that you could inform the listeners of Lucha World how yes. they can access it. Yes, they could sign up on our Patreon page. It's at patreon.com slash Lucha World. You can get the Lucha Classica podcast and, and Kurt, other yes. exclusive content. Other exclusive content? Mmm. <laughs> it's like how much how much more exclusive can you get with uh, other? It's basically me just writing more stuff. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Because I mean, how much more exclusive wrestling can you can you add? You know what I was I, what I was what I'm planning to do? I just realized it the other day because I I have so many emails saved. Basically, if you go on the Lucha World website, I think it goes back to like 2009. All the news. On, yes. since, since I switched over to the WordPress um, software and all that. Well, basically, Chris Zauner has been sending news since, like, 2003. So I was like, why don't I just, like, do some sort of, like, write-up on each month of Lucha? Yes. And, like, I have a lot of that stuff on video, so I could probably just watch a lot of stuff and just go through it and, and add more stuff and just release, like, a like a little, like, you know, like what I do with the, the, the magazine thing where it's, like, just a a report on a, on a certain month. And we will probably Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. That's a Lucha Classica also. Yes, yes. That's something you're going to be adding to Lucha Classica. Subscribing to Lucha Classica, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff in store, not just the podcast. This, yeah. You know, yeah. this is going to be a fun thriller ride. And, uh, you know, episode number eight of Lucha Classica is a really, really fun one. We talk all sorts of things from La Ola Lila to Sochi Hamada's boyfriend to Espanto Jr., all sorts of stuff, uh, Titanes and El Ring, La Momia, and David the Shepherd. There's all sorts of cool stuff, so check it out. And this week, there is quite a bit of news to go around. Yeah, yeah, there was, um, we got more video footage of the Alvarado family destroying 
Otsumaguro's Mustang. I know oh, so we were, actually have the footage. I, I, I heard mention there's footage, but there's actually accessible footage? Yeah, uh, they basically, it actually was posted on a Facebook page, but I think the, that Facebook page removed it. But then that, whoever saw it on Facebook probably thought, you know, they're going to remo- remove it off this page. So this person wisely put it up on, um, onto their YouTube channel. So it's still alive, that, that video. It basically, I think it was filmed by Maximo. Because the way the the way it's um, com- the way it's filmed, it was filmed by somebody there, and it was um, and it's basically um, Maximo talking for much of it, like talking like in the background you could hear. Um, oh, basically you see, remember the the first video had Psycho Clown pretty much being the only person kind of destroyed yes. it, and, and one of, and may, I think Brazo the Platino and one other person. While in yes. this video, Psycho Clown's just walking around. I guess he's getting ready to do his thing, and um, you see other people like wrecking the car. Like, not just the, the back of the car, but the inside of the car. Um, Brasso de Platino is holding a cell phone, and he's cutting a promo talking about how you don't disrespect, you disrespect the Navarado, you're disrespecting the entire family, and we're going to get you and stuff like that. And then you hear Ultimo Girl calling, um, I mean, you hear Bra- uh, Maximo calling Ultimo Girl a dog and just, like, being, like, saying all this stuff. And it's like, man, this, this it, it's wild. You know, we, heard, we were talking about the Mafia Alvarado the, what they were called. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they, I mean, the, we were kind of like talking about this on the other podcast I did. And our conclusion was that, um, this was kind of like their way of them filming it kind of was their way of, um, kind of making sure people knew you don't mess around with the Alvarados because they wanted to have video proof. Although now that there being a lawsuit, it kind of hurts the Alvarado. That's that very silly. I know that's a very silly thing to do. I mean, uh, and I mean, for the love of God, yeah, you're showing strength in numbers, but if you have real balls, get the toughest one of you and say, come on, El Tomo Guerrero, let's just, you and me, go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that, what, I mean that's a really lame thing to do. You know, I must say, I am very glad that El Tomo Guerrero does not own a Hummer. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody would believe that this was a shoot. Everybody would think this was a Hummer if it was real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 it's funny. Well, we also got the news that um, Ultimo Girl actually did file the, the law. He, he mentioned the lawsuit was in process. Um, so then there was an interview afterwards. Actually, the interview was, um, I think, this past Wednesday or Thursday. And they interviewed on um, Super Porky and Brazo de Platino. Brazo de Platino obviously was there. Super Porky wasn't. Super Porky was asked about the situation. He basically said he was still with CMLL, so he wasn't part of it. Although I'm guessing there's going to be bad blood with um, any Alvarado and Ultima Girl going forward. I'm guessing. I would. I don't know if that's a that's a that's a good place for them to be right now, for any Alvarado to be in. CMLL. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So they basically want asked Brasso the Platino, and he basically talked about how how you disrespect a, a, a one mem- family member, you're disrespecting the rest of us, and you're gonna this is gonna happen. And um, they asked him if what was going on with the, as far as um, the lawsuit and all that stuff, and he said he couldn't say anything because um, their attorneys are now handling it. So it's basically all. I mean, it's, I guess there is a lawsuit. So it's it's an interesting. It's an it's a it's a strange story that we all kind of us didn't believe. And I know a lot of people like that don't follow Lucha were asking us if it was a work, and I was like, no, it can't be a work. I mean. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I would have thought it. I would have been more likely to wonder if it's a work if 
the first video that came out was videos of them cutting a promo saying this is what happens when you disrespect the well, well, not, not just that. <laughs> I would have believed it was a work if Psycho Clown was in the, around. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Like yes. The fact that he was there unmasked, I mean, that pretty much was like, he, he worked for the, the promotion, and it was like, and I was like, man, why is he? And, you know, it puts everybody else in a weird pos- position, like Nero Casas and all that stuff. And you know how, how everybody was saying, oh, Rush is going to leave with um, La Mosca, remember all that? Yes. And um, so Rush actually worked against Ultimo Guerrero, in a, although I think the interaction was mostly Rush and L.A. Park and Ultimo Guerrero and Caristico, so there wasn't as much interaction. But I think I don't think it's as, um, there's not as many issues between those guys as there is, you know, with the Alvarados. I think it was more of a Also, I, I, I just have this hunch that Rush is, Rush said, well, let me, turn on my television set and see what AAA looks like nowadays. Maybe I should jump. Uh, wait, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> the, the fact that so many people that have left AAA are talking how, about how bad it is, and then you hear like like guys who have the option of going to AAA, they're like, yeah, I'd rather go independent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think AAA is... AAA could successfully successfully make Rush look insignificant, like another face in the crowd, which oh, is hard yeah. to do. You know, old, like I think maybe like three years ago, it would have been, he would have been fine there, but like now it's like they're so inconsistent with their booking that they would just make it, it wouldn't work for him. Absolutely. He, he, he's better off in CML, and really he would be better off as an independent because there's so much work now as an independent. But like, and, CML, I mean, he, he's, he is a shining star right now, unlike any other. Yeah, the only unfortunate thing is now he's with the Ingobernables. He has to team up with his dad, and those yeah, matches, those I mean that's are... actually the miracle about it. I mean, he's there with you know the the false Pierrot, and he still manages to look cool. Yeah, but the matches suck though. But they, I mean, they do. Suck, they, they do. Sucked even, they sucked even before that. I mean, they sucked. The, the Ingobernables matches were always really like they weren't that great. You know, they they never really. I think maybe once in a while they were great, but like now, now that they have Pierrot and then like no one else as a third partner, it's like they're even worse. But yeah. and you know, not to mention the Vangelis feud with Pierrot is yeah something that <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we'll be enjoying this week's um, next this upcoming Friday's uh, Pierrot versus Vangelis lightning. I did match. watch the fr- you know uh, you know I watched several matches Fridays, and one of the ones I watched was. The six-man tag involving uh, Pierre Roth and Vangelis. Why? <laughs> um, you were like, I should do this for this podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, that's you know that's the best reason I can come up with. I mean, yeah, you know, I will say Rush Rush was a one-man wrecking crew, not a one-man wrecking crew, a one-man performance in the six-man match. Yeah, yeah, because the other team was pretty like bad too. Like they were yeah. like, the whole. I mean, no. I mean, uh, you were telling me the what the scoop is with Shocker, and I mean, he doesn't have much control over with his injury. Uh, I feel bad for him, but I mean, still, that match they should have had that match just go two straight falls and end it quick. Yeah, yeah, and it it just seemed like it kept going on and on for such a long time too. And and the only the only thing shining was Rush just strutting his stuff. I mean, yeah. he was a one-man show that night. And yeah. Yeah. Boy, so, I, 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 I know Rush isn't going to change anything 
the booking crew should do something. I don't know. Well, that ain't happening. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could talk about we could talk about all these bad matches that happened on Friday, but we're going to talk about the good matches. Yeah. And let's go straight happen. to those. Yeah, those deserve attention. You, you told me you watched the match Relampago, Dragon Lee versus Barbara Carvernario. Uh What did you think of that match? I loved that match. I. M- Relampago matches, you have to have a really bad one for me to hate a Relampago match. So, I'm a fan of the Relampagos, but this is one of my favorite, easily. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing I didn't, I was worried about was, I think Carbonario did that DDT, like he did like a like a flip, flipping looking t- DDT on um, Dragon Lee or something. Yes! And I was like, holy crap, he's going to kill the poor guy. That but, like, freaked me that, out. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to make one complaint, and I'm really not, that looks so devastating. That should have been a finisher. I mean, I, I, you know, it's no big deal, but that looked so cool and so devastating. Save, you should have saved it for a match. Nobody should kick out of that. Are you that kidding me? It's 2017. They got to kick out of everything. Yes, I I can accept that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just being idealistic right now. <laughs> so, so did you but no, was... I'm not complaining because, man, man, the, the two of them, you're talking about two of the gold standards. Did you think it was going to end up at, end a draw, as a draw? I was wondering if it would. But yeah. I do know that Dragon Lee is getting like a supreme push right now. It just looked like it was going to end as a draw because I think like at the 9 minute 30 second mark, I thought, okay, it's going to end as a draw. But then, like, yeah, they had on um, Dragon Lee win, which I thought was very, very impressive. It was a good match. I thought I really liked it. I yeah, it and good. I, I got to say, I could see a lot of uh, the really hardcore fans saying, you know, you know, the, the the quote you hear so many times when you have two really good wrestlers do an eight minute match was, well, they didn't have enough time to really build the match. This was not the case. This was a great match. But well, you know what it was? It was basically a shorter version of their um, longer matches. Basically, that's that. That was like I didn't. I didn't really like it. it. wasn't at the level of those matches, but it was still good. I mean, I, yeah. But I didn't sit there saying, "Oh wow, I feel gypped." It wasn't yeah. long enough. I. I mean, they gave you a lot in those. Was it about eight minutes? You got those matches earlier in the card. <laughs> where you're like, why is this match ending, man? It's like it's already gone on. And that's like, the beauty of uh, modern television. You yeah. have a fast forward button. It's well, this, this wasn't television, it was the internet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fifty five. It's still television to me. God damn it, it's still television to me. I like what people tell me, um they call it tapes. And I'm like, dude, it's not tapes. I think I still do that sometimes. Yeah, like it's DVDs, and then like it's not even DVDs anymore. It's like it's like it's it's not MP4. It's streaming, right? Yeah, it's MP it's MP4 files or whatever. It's like it's it's streaming. It's not it's not uh it's not. I don't DVD. know why I don't use the phrase streaming because it's a very cool verb. Yeah, it's streaming, know, so, daddy. Streaming. Yeah, um, the other match on that show that was really great was the final, the Grand Alternativa final. Um, so Burano and Car- Caristico beat Ultimo Guerrero and Sansone. Um, really good match. I actually like this match. What do you think of this match, Kurt? Beautiful match. And let me just say two things. A, Soberano Jr. is one of my favorite wrestlers today. Really? Oh, my God. The dude moves like water, like he's a, a flowing river. 
That guy's grace is amazing. I think this is the only podcast where Soberano is compared to flowing water in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking of what would be, oh, oh kind of like the old uh, Buddhist, uh, the Buddhist thing that Bruce Lee used to say, be water, nothing can penetrate it. it you know, nothing can penetrate it. It moves so gracefully, yada, 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 yada. You know, that you guy know, moves so fluidly. I mean, one, that tope he does, I know they probably have a name for it. I call it the Fosbury Flop Tope. That is just beautiful to watch. And, you know, I've seen a billion, as people say, as Randy Orton would say, what did he say, jumping or flying or whatever bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, this is the most I've enjoyed seeing Carista go in a match in ages. The chemistry between those two is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, uh, Ultimo Guerrero also made them shine. Yeah, I mean, that, really that, that's not saying that, you know, taking anything away from them, but, you know, uh, he made certain when they were put over, they were put over. Yeah, it was weird. Sansone didn't seem to do as much. He didn't. I, I mean, I enjoyed what he did, but he was, if I was going to say there was a third wheel, he was a third wheel. Yeah. And that's that's not a knock on him really. It's just Oh no, and and you know, I think he's pretty much already tailor made as a as a trio's wrestler really. At this yes. With the with his with his um brother and his cousins and whatever other relatives that show up from the Dinamita family. Um I really was impressed with um Ultimo Guerrero. I mean, he like we forget cuz I think when we see him so much, like he's on like I think at least how many sh- how many CML shows get um, streamed live? At least 3 a week. He's on yes. at least he's at he's on at least twice a week, and he usually ends up showing up on another video online. Like there's at least four or five videos a week of um, Ultimo Guerrero, and it's you kind of forget like it's and a lot of trios matches and a lot of the same stuff that they do with the the girls Laguneros, but when he's really motivated, he is so good. I mean, I, I think he's he's still amazing. I I really like him. Carissa I do too. I'm really there. enjoying him a lot, and the, and the reason I talk about him, put, the way he put them over, it was in no way... I mean, there's a lot of guys in his position who will toe the line saying, I'm uh, I'm trying to put over young talent, and then they do it in a backhanded way. Well, That's you know, not the case. This you guy... Know, the, the thing about it is that this, this tournament, all these guys that are in it, like Ultimo Guerrero, Caristico, they want it at one point as younger guys. So it's like I think they understand the concept. So they like they realize, okay, we got to put over one guy because he's going to be the next star. Yeah, they all went through it. Like Caristico won it when he I think it was with Hijo Santo. Ultimo Guerrero won it I think with um I think it was Satanico or somebody I can't remember who who he, he won it like in 1999. The fact that that back then that's a long time ago. So now they get to win it with other guys, the younger guys, and then the younger guys are supposed to be like the next stars. And I think Soberano really does have that. He does, and he reminds me so much. He has that look of the 1970s luchador whenever I used to look in the magazines, you know. Uh, like a we- honest-to-God welterweight, not a heavyweight welterweight. Yeah, I he kind of reminds me of so- um, Sombra when he, before he started getting um, bigger. Yes, yes. And that's, that's what he reminds me of, and I think he'll, he'll get a little bigger at some point. Oh, yeah. Although, you know what? I don't think he's going to be that big because his dad, Euphoria, He's mm-hmm. not a he's not a big like he's a tall guy, but he's not like a like a 
like he's not like a muscle guy, you know. He's more of a. I, I hope he does stay as he is because I mean I like that Dragon Lee is still Dragon Lee. I am I honest to God thought that Dragon Lee was going to be uh, roided up by now. <laughs> yeah, he will be at some point. No, I mean, he probably will, but I mean, I really thought that it was going to happen by now. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the cool thing about CMLL right now, and it's weird because I, I know Dave Meltzer mentioned this on on I think it was his podcast where he was saying how how you know CMLL they have a lot of problems. They're not perfect, but like, but they have all these great wrestlers and all this talent, and they always have at least one match that makes you realize how. They could actually be so much better, but you know that you kind of, you're kind of satisfied with that one match because they have so much talent. But you know, it's like you get these for every Soberano, you know, for every match like this, you get like Vangelis versus Pierros. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, or you get this random trios match, or you get the, it, the opening it, match that's really bad. It's interesting you say that because I think sometimes you know when we hark back into the old days, I wonder how much of us, how much of it are we selectively uh, remembering? Remembering because when you talked about the one great match, it reminded me when I first started watching uh, wrestling in the Pacific Northwest when I lived in Eugene back in 1980. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I have awesome memories of those, but I do remember... uh, the first couple of months I was there, I was mentioning a lot of the kind of tepid undercard they'd have. Not all of it, I, I you know, but uh, that was when I first got to know Lloyd Lee, who ironically had just moved to Southern California from Oregon around the same time I moved up to Oregon, and we were pen pals. And I mentioned that, and he says, "Yeah, but he," and he said to me, "Yeah, but even if there are like three lame matches." do you ever feel like you left ripped off? And yeah. I said, no, that's true. There's, there's at least one great match that makes me feel like I got my money's worth, and sometimes several. You know, and The openers almost as a rule back then were really tepid. And I think it was just to warm the audience up. I yeah. mean, that's the formula. And I think you know, it's not the exact same thing here, but there is something similar. And, yeah, you can say a lot of things about CMLL's, you know, wacky construction but they do pull out some they do pull off some pretty cool shit and you know it's weird because i think when when we look at like triple a and i mean they don't run as many shows but then like they could have one show like right now they can have one show and you're like really not sure if you want to watch it and cml has like like what like four three or four shows a week and you're like man i want to watch that one match you don't want to watch the entire show but just watching that one match is enough like it, I think it beats anything else that you're watching because it's like, who wants to watch all this other stuff now? It's I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's, exactly. Well, there's so much stuff out there, and and when you think about the way wrestling is promoted, do you think the promoters are saying, okay, uh, we're going to have people watching us every single night of the week? Yeah. Um, I mean, if the you know, I love that I can turn on CMLL live on YouTube several nights out of the week. But if I were them, I think that's one thing I'd kind of pull back on. I wouldn't err so much. Yeah, it, I don't think it matters now. Like I don't. Yeah. Because I think I think now it's like, I think word of mouth. So like if somebody watches it, they'll tell you what was good or what was bad, and you know a lot of more people will say, "Well, I guess I'll watch it." 
But like, I, I thought that too. Like I, I would think, man, why, why are they airing it? But now it's like, you know, at least you get to watch it. You know, I, I would rather watch, like have that option to watch it than not to have the option to watch it. So it's like, if I don't, if there's nothing good, then I don't worry about watching it, you know? Absolutely. Like, you don't uh, feel like you've missed yeah, out on anything, yeah, but you know it's like, there. Because everybody, like, I think everybody forgets, not everybody likes the same type of wrestling. I mean, we could be talking about this one match that we liked, and I'm sure there's somebody in some, like, bizarre world that likes, you know, Pierrot and Vangelis or, like, the, the opening match. So it's like, I, it doesn't, I'd rather there be that option. I mean, I'm not going to watch every single, like, CMLL show. I'm not going to watch AAA, like, the entire show. I'll watch like the, the stuff I want to watch and that's, that's all I'll do unless I'm doing like a podcast where I have to watch everything, which fortunately I don't have to. Cause <laughs> <nobody forced laughs> In all me fairness, to watch. I guess I should try to try to sit down and uh, watch a triple A show just so I can put my two cents in firsthand. I last time I tried that, uh, boy, was that a disaster. Uh, it was the famous, uh, triple mania, Oh yeah. So that was that one worst uh worst major show of the year. How but maybe that? I should give it a try just so I can I can say it firsthand. Well, I've been you know, avoiding gonna, it like hell. You're gonna end up watching and regretting it, you know. <laughs> Will I be like Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange yeah. where I have to be strapped down and my eyes are pried open and You probably will have to be like that. <laughs> you'll be playing Beethoven's ninth as you I'm screaming. Every time I see the, because I always get asked by people, did you watch AAA? It's like, it's like I have to write the report for the results. So just looking at the results, once you've watched wrestling for like 30 plus years, you kind of know what's good and what isn't good. So it's like, yeah. like if, I've, if I've seen these guys wrestle at least five times, I know it's not going to be a good match or it's going to be okay. So it's like, I'm not going to watch Poder del Norte versus like random trio or something like that. Or like, I'm not a big Psycho Clown Pagano fan, so it's like I don't have to watch their stuff. Yeah, so like it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. Uh, this past Sunday, I don't think you were you were probably not you weren't home right on Sunday. Father's no, Day? I wasn't. Okay, so Father's Day, seven minutes before, um, about seven to ten minutes before CML uh, show is going to start, they tweet out a message. Uh, they send out a tweet saying that um, they're going to live stream the the Sunday show for all the fans. And, ah. Yeah, so you know, like like I said earlier, you know, the 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 good thing about it is we got to watch Marco Corleone's first title defense versus um El Terrible, so that mm-hmm. was worth it. And we got we got another um, mascots match, uh, Microman and um, Gallito versus uh, Mije and Zacharias and Perico. We got that another another one of the matches in that long running feud that rivalry. And then we got a bunch of matches that, you know, you probably don't really have to go watch. <laughs> yeah. But um, Marco versus Terrible was really good. Um, I know the last podcast we did, I think we did the day that he uh, Marco won the title. Uh, we were talking about how he was like the one guy who probably should have won it just because there were so many, so many Rudos in the match. Uh, so I actually liked the fact that he was able to beat Terrible. And, you know, Terrible always gets forgotten by CMLL and by every, like, all the fans. I agree, including myself. I I I I hate to claim ignorance on this level, but it's not until the last uh, about two months when I realize just what an amazing worker he is. You know, I love. It's not through all these these wild physical technical moves. I it's it's. I mean, he can do that, but it's he knows how to uh, sell it to the audience. 
Yeah, I, I like his work against smaller wrestlers, but here he wrestled, obviously, Marco, taller guy. Um, there was this really cool spot where uh, Marco, I think you've seen Mar- a Marco match, right? A Marco Corleone match? Yes, I have. I love um, Marco Corleone. I'm, he, I'm a big fan of his. You know when he does that push-up spot on, the, on top of his opponent? Yes. So he was doing that on Terrible in the first fall, and Terrible grabbed his arm and turned it into an armbar submission. Oh, that's the, cool. The, the Blue Panther, the Blue Panther armbar submission, and he won the first fall. And then um, afterward, you know, Marco ended up winning the match. But I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, it's not, it's not like the, the these guys aren't these guys aren't going to get like the the six and a quarter star rating that Dave Meltzer gave those other guys. But I thought it was a pretty good match for heavyweights. Uh, I mean, anything over three stars, I think, is okay. I mean, I agree. I'm not looking for every match to be a blow-away match. The purpose of wrestling is to get over with the live crowd at the time. It's great if you can get over with the hardcore fans. That's awesome. But the purpose is to um, push the box office and the popularity to the live crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was I going to say? Um, oh, and the other person that won a title that we didn't miss, that we missed out on was um, Niebla Roja, won the CML World Light Heavyweight Title in the Rena Coliseo, and I think it was good just because he's he hasn't you know he's he's in that feud with the girls Laguneros, and I think you really need to start pushing that guy, and he had to get a win at some point, and I thought that was worth it for him. And he has a he has a really I've, I have not seen much of him, but he has a real charismatic presence. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he's had a, he's looked good in, in the matches. I think he's a lot better than La Mascara too. So that's the other the other thing that, <laughs> yes, that helps yes. him. Well, what uh, we were ta- in fact, what we were talking about a few weeks ago, uh, what's it going to be like with uh, Bobby Villa, La Mascara, and Moximo gone? I like the crew they have right now. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, you, you basically have Niebla Roja replaced him, and Marco replaced Maximo. Yeah. I'm happy with it, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't really lose much, because, I mean, it, it, they, them to move up, and then they have Soberano and Sansone have been working on a lot of the upper card matches, so really you're you're not losing. The, the only time you really lose out is when um, Volador and those guys all end up going somewhere else. Yeah. And you're like, oh, crap. There's Or you know when you're going to notice it? When it's Fantastica Mania. Although even then, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They book... CMLL will have like a deep roster, and they they don't mind throwing out some really crappy shows, you know. And such, a, and they have such a variety of wrestlers who really have their own look. I mean, I love ever since Valiente repackaged himself. Um, I mean, he has a cool look all unto his own. I don't know. I I think I think they have the most standout crowd of luchadores in in several years easily. Yeah, so the other match that was on that show was Microman and Gaito still remaining undefeated. Yes. Over the, the Mije and Zacharias evil Rudo tag team. Um, this match, they basically had these guys, these little guys, wrestle 17 minutes. I mean, the poor guys, like, by, wow. by about the 10-minute mark, they were just blown up. They were just, like, really tired. I was going to ask, do they, seem, do they still seem as inspired as they did in that match in early May, the one that it wasn't, it's not as good as that, but it's still like they're 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 entertaining. But I, like I said, it's like I think they gotta like they they did have, they did do some stuff that was different. Well, like in the previous matches, they would have um, Zacharias focus more on him working with uh, Microman, mm-hmm. and Mihe would work with Gaito. While in this match, they had Mihe working with Microman, and they had um, Zacharias working more with um, Gaito. 
So um, you you got to see me head bully um, a guy who's like half his size. <laughs> but uh, the the highlight of this match, okay. So basically, um, Zach, uh, well, there's a couple of highlights. Um, Gallito and Microman do dives off the off the steps, uh, the third and fourth step of the entrance ramp. Yeah. And then uh, late in the match, Mihead tries to put Microman in La Tapatia. Oh my God! Now imagine, now picture like the small, like a guy, a, a, a little person that's like, I'm guessing he's not even two feet tall. I mean, uh, micro. Oh my God! I'm trying to picture that in my mind. And, and Mihe, who's probably like three foot, like at least four feet, four feet tall or something. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, it looked he could not put him in there, and people were just laughing at the at his attempt. But I thought it was funny. Like it would have been cool if he was able to put him up there. But um oh and then Kudos me, um, to them for just trying it. That's awesome. Yeah, and then Microman did a top rope, top rope. He went all the way to the top rope to do his plancha. Wow! I was Sweet. like, holy crap! He did it. Well, you know, he held onto it and then he jumped up and and used the top rope to like swing forward. He does a Vader bomb basically. But that was I'm gonna have to fun. watch that. Yeah, that I was really love... fun. I mean, it, they, you could tell like they get tired at, at certain points because they start they start messing up certain spots. And then you kind of see like my, me had no selling certain things because he's kind of like tired. You were right. Like, it was like it was still fun. I thought it was fine. Cool. It was better than the other crap that was on that show, the <laughs> earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, update on Universal Dos Mil from Sansone. San he mentioned that he was still um, he's still in serious condition condition, but he's stable. Um, oh, the other news from CML. This one was a surprise. Princesa Suhei will be participating in WWE's May Young Classic, which is a women's tournament. That's uh, a trip. Yeah, that one surprised everybody because oh she, she wasn't in any rumors. What do you think of that? I, wow, I wonder who she's going to work with. And Well, we still, they've only announced four people, so. Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be know, curious to see. Hey, I might actually watch something WWE for the first time in many you're years. You're actually going to watch that? You, do you have the network? No, I don't. I'll figure some way. I don't know. I'll, I don't know why you would want to watch that. I'll do something rotten. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like. I'll I, wait I, till after it airs and wait till uh, somebody illegally puts it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, it's like know? it's like the last thing I want to watch. I don't want to watch that. I could barely watch. <laughs> I could barely watch the male women's division. It's like I don't want to watch that. Um, but yeah, you know the, the the surprise in this was that a lot of the a lot of the attention from the the women in Mexico that were possibly going to WWE was um, Zuxis and Chica Tormenta and Princesa Suhey. Although Princesa Suhey, for those who don't know, um, she's had a long running she had a long running feud when um in Mexico with Dark Angel, who now Sarah Stock, who um who I think she she's um she trains. In WWE, so she, and I think perhaps, she a, she perhaps that's in. why she's being brought in. Yeah, she probably put in. I think her word was strong enough where it probably meant more that's to cool. them. Yeah, so so that was actually pretty cool. I mean, I don't know, like I'm not that. I don't. I'm I'm indifferent to it because like I don't really care. Like, <laughs> like I think it's great for Suhei, but it's. I like, think it is me. too. I, I I think I will try some way to try to see that. Yeah, because, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have plans. Yeah, I know you're not a big women's wrestling fan, but no. I, I I've heard how uh, much improvement the women's division has been. You've in, been saying that for two years, and you haven't bothered watching it. Yeah, I know I haven't, but this is this is this is. Princess, it's, yeah. it, 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 you said it when it first started, and it, and you've not watched it. And yeah, I, I haven't. 
And yeah, now, and to now, be honest, now, to be honest, I don't intend to unless yeah, I know Princessa is there. Yeah, and you're probably not going to watch it anyway. So probably not, but I, but I'm 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 going to say I am. It's, it's, this is as bad as you when you said you were going to watch Triple A because Conan Conan gave you such a such a glowing review of the show. And then yeah, I, I, I'll admit it. He 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 uh, knows how to sell something. Yeah, and you never watched it. You haven't even watched the crash. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not planning on it. Yeah, you're not watching anything. You're supposed to watch that stuff. You're doing a lucha podcast. <laughs> that's, that's your. That's your. That's I'm your watching role. CMLL. I think that's. I think that's. That's, the, enough. Uh, <laughs> that's lucha. <laughs> that's enough for you, man. There's like a thousand shows you should be watching. I know there's a thousand shows. Uh, I can't remember the two uh, actual wrestlers, but I watched one of the opening bouts in a lucha mames uh, video a few days ago. Oh, what was it? What did you watch? It was, uh, what did they call that little arena? They, I think they call it like a Coliseo or something like that. Pocalco? Might be. It's a tiny place. Was um, it indoors or outdoors? It was indoors. Oh, did you, was it Virus versus Prayer? No, it was, I think it was two preliminary guys. They oh, were, was, they, it, uh, was it the Archelaus versus Toxin match? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was actually, they were, they're, they're really good. I think they went a lot longer than they should have. Uh, Arena Coliseo San Ramon. That's the one. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I like how you I, just. I, I think they're, you know, they're really they're they're <laughs> really like good how, workers, but they're very repetitive in their moves. Yeah, I like how you just randomly watched that match and didn't have an idea. You will remember how a few weeks ago I told you I want to watch a Lucha Mames match. Yeah. That's what I did. I just typed in Lucha Mames on YouTube, and I just went to the first thing I saw. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not like Super Archie is there. Uh, you know, you it's not watched, like... You could have watched Virus versus Prayer. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking... I'm, I, I I just was spinning the wheel, making a deal, you know? That was good. You would have liked it. It was Matt wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And like matters. I said, I like these two guys, but they seem like two guys who know a handful of moves really, really well. And somebody told them, okay, go for... 30 minutes and they, they kind of keep repeating the same things mm. over and over. It was, oh. I, I did like them though. I mean, it wasn't like they were bad wrestlers. Oh man. I mean, it actually would make me open to watching a bit more of it. Yeah. The is, Lucha Mean show that you got to, well, oh yeah, you were going to watch more, but you wanted to watch something more recent. Yes. So that makes sense. But I told you to watch all the other stuff. So like, but you know, they don't, put, <laughs> they, don't put up a, they don't put up a lot of stuff. Like it's, it's, it's not as much as you, there's not as much, Available. Although I think you could have watched. Did you? You did watch the Negro Navarro Zack Saber Jr. match, though. I did. I love yeah. that match. I think there's a tag match also. Um, can't remember, but there's one from like March or something that they posted. Yeah. Um, the other news. Let's get to Triple A because um, <laughs> we were just we talking about to. that show, that that TV ta- the tapings from this past Monday, uh, where they just they basically had seven matches announced on their po- lucha poster, and when the show started, they switched. Actually, before the show started, um, Taya mentioned she wasn't going to be on the show because she um, she she had a, she was in a car accident. I think about two weeks ago, I think, or a week ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was a few days before because um, last week she got engaged to Johnny Mundo. Congratulations! I had heard that. Yes. Yeah, and um, she was in an accident. I think the weekend before that, and um, she said she still hadn't recovered from whiplash. So. Oh wow! Yeah, Ouch. so she wasn't going to be there, and then like. But the first thing I, I know, Rob 
tweeted me. He's like, well, you know, even if she's there, she probably wouldn't have been in the same match anyways. <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's true. I think Cobra Moon was, I think Cobra Moon was, no, Fabi Apache was going to be in that. Um, yeah, Fabi Apache was in, in there. Um, there was a bunch of people that they changed. Um, they, they basically had the, 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 they basically had, um, remember the, I think the last show we did, I mentioned how there was four matches where, um, there was a match where they gave out four suitcases or briefcases to people, to, to the new guys. Yes. And yes. You told me had, about that. Yeah. Each one of them had some, some prize that they won. While in this match, they basically had, I think two or three of the guys get the opportunity to like get their chance for that. So they had, um, they had the mixed triple A mixed tag match the AAA World Tag Match, and the AAA Trios Match. And uh, the mixed tag did have a title change because the titles were vacant. And it was Nino, Nino Hamburguesa and Big Ma- Mommy that won the titles. How excited are you about that, Kurt? Okay. <laughs> You're like, who I, are these people? <laughs> I feel like I'm a little kid, and this, and when we get to the AAA... It's, it's like the little kid at dinner who has to eat his lima beans. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, I feel like I'm, I'm listening to lima beans talking to me, and it, it, they're, they're grainy and coarse and awful. And we just had like a gourmet dinner with CMLL, and now we have <laughs> this. Yeah, you know, it, 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 that, I think that was the only like big news from that. Oh, the other big news, Kurt, get this. Uh, Pimpinella was attacked by Averno. And guess who made the save for him, making his AAA return? Gato ever ready? No. Shit. Sangre Chicana. What? <laughs> no way. Yes. Well, he oh, was. It, it was fuck, a, now it, I'm going to have to watch. The, the show was in Nuevo Laredo, which is where he was at right at that time. I think he's going to be. I think he's. I think he lives in that area. But um. God damn it! Now I have to watch. Some how excited are you about Sangre Chicana coming back to AAA? Totally jazz. <laughs> Shit. You know, it's funny because people were like telling me, yeah, but he's great. He was great. And I'm like, yes, he was great in like 1990, 1990s. Well, well, and I bet you if he went to someplace like IWRG or, no, or CMLL, man. they could at least. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, he wouldn't look great, but. Uh, you have, have you seen a picture of him? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he nah, I hate to say it. I, I you know. I really love his work from the past, and it, it's kind of painful. Yeah, yeah. The it's, thought. It's, I mean, I mean, Parata Morgan doesn't bug me. He's still cool. Um, he sucks in the ring too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't say that to him face to face, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but it's like remember when we saw him two years ago in El Monte. Yeah, he, but he, was, working, do... he was working La Park. I remember Alley Park. So it was like, I remember that. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. And he didn't do, yeah, he didn't do all that much, but he still is cool. He's still Parata Morgan. I don't think Sangre Chicana can really pull that one off. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing maybe he'll just be there for like a like some one shot deal. I can't imagine them like booking wow. him. Although you never know with Vampiro and um, the other people running. Oh, they should do like a trip, a special referee instead. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah I don't that's... know. Well, I mean they're. They're 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 still pushing Pimpinella, and I mean it's 2017. I mean, yeah, it's been, and I'm a big Pimpinella fan. But yeah, but he you gotta probably wind it up too. Yeah, you you gotta like, it's just really weird that their booking is very strange. Yeah, uh, now Cassandro blow as far as the exoticos, Cassandro blows me away that he's still going. Is he, he still is. wrestling? I don't think he's wrestling as much now. Yeah, not as much, but yeah. I mean, 
I think you know, with all the right injuries now. he's had, he he still would he he still was bringing it on. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's out. I think he's out right now with an injury, isn't he? Like from the he, he had an operation is. last year, like early in the year or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't really kept up with well, it. Um, the other AAA news, we could skip through the rest of the tapings. It doesn't matter. They'll change it by the time it'll air like <laughs> it'll air like weeks later. Um, yeah, coming up will be a AAA show featuring wrestlers. Yes. <laughs> Don't know which ones. Thirty-two stars will be on this show. <laughs> I just have everybody pictures. These guys will be here. We don't know what where they will be, but yeah. they will be here. Oh my uh, God! Did we say thirty-two? We meant twenty-three. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Conan on his podcast mentioned Jeff Jarrett um, wants uh, for Slammiversary. Um, he wants LAX to face a AAA team, and his choice is Drago and Aerostar, which would be a great tag team match. The only problem there is um, Drago and Aerostar also work for Lucha Underground, and I don't think that's going to happen, just because right. um, I think Slammiversary happens in this in July, and you know Lucha Underground is still airing their season three at that point, so I can't see them. I think that's one of the rules that they can't work another yeah. promotion show. So, and I there's think, no sign of Lucha Underground folding. I mean, I well, know no, I mean, I mean, if they were like not taping. Like if it was during like the the months that were they were off, mm-hmm. I could see that. But right now, the the in Lucha Underground the storyline they're so, they're involved in a storyline right now. Drago yes. just Drago just turned on Aerostar, so they can't they can't team up on another show. So I'm guessing that's going to be like the the reason they're not going to be used. But you know, Triple H kind of they don't really keep up with this stuff anyways. <laughs> so have you been watching Lucha Underground? No, I haven't. Uh, is Jeff Jarrett going to go on on there under, under another name too? What? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what did you I was wondering if hey, if if you're going to bring in Drago and Aerostar to AAA, maybe we could bring Jeff Jarrett to Lucha Underground under a different name. But to oh, be geez. quite honest, Jeff I Jarrett, we, I, I don't think we want that. You know, I got to be honest. I'd be a lot more excited to see Jerry Jarrett get back in the ring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the 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 big angle in Lucha Underground this past show, um, basically, um, if you haven't been following, Cage was given this glove that has power, and like oh, cool. he, yeah, it has electricity and all this stuff. It, it, they do a lot of like CGI stuff with it. So um, um, Dario Cueto wanted him to go talk to Congressman Delgado, who is played by Lorenzo Lamas. No and, way. Uh, yeah. So he. Oh, that's to, awesome. So he went to his office, and Loren, um, Congressman Delgado was like, they were telling him how he had to do things for them because he's got the, the glove and it's giving him power. And um, what ended up happening was Cage basically punched Congressman Delgado's face and destroyed his entire head. Like his head exploded. No way! Yes. <laughs> you see the body, and then you see a bunch of guts, and then you see an eyeball, and um, Cage steps on the eyeball. As he walks out. Oh my God, that's awesome! Yeah, so that was the that was the cl- the end of that of that um of that show, but um they're basically doing this. Oh, like they're they're following the lucha libre tradition. They're holding a tournament. <laughs> it's called it's called the Cueto Cup. Uh, this was Dario Cueto. He he did he was on a on a show previous the the previous week. He was on a show and he was saying how he was going to do something new, something innovative. He had a great idea something that's never been done in pro wrestling. And he's like, it's, it's a 32 man tournament, the Cueto cup. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we've already, what? 
<laughs> yeah, but it's good. I mean, I, I don't mind because it's just them putting up matches. But Right. But it ended up like the first week, a lot of the matches weren't that great. They were just uh-huh. okay at best. But it's like, eh, you know. Did they go quickly, though? I mean, does it? Yeah, yeah, you know, like 10 minutes each match, so it wasn't yeah. bad. They had one that only lasted like a couple of seconds because it was um, Tejano Jr. versus Famous B. And Famous B in Lucha Underground is like a, more of a manager. So he wanted to manage Tejano Jr. And Tejano Jr. turned him down and powerbombed him and got the win. So oh, that's cool. Be, yeah, so so I think the, the, the <clears throat> one match that was, like I was telling you about Aerostar and Drago, they had a match here. And they had a match that was okay at best. It wasn't. It was a lot of good stuff from Aerostar, but they were doing more storyline because Dragon yeah. just, just turned on them. So and it was a storyline-driven show. Yeah, so it's like I thought it was all right. Um, the other news out of Lucha Underground that they pretty much set up one of their big matches for the for this season. Um, Johnny Mundo is going to defend the title against Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. They had this like little video like montage of the two guys training preparing for the match, kind of like the, like they do for sports. Yes. Like for boxing. Yes. So I thought that was cool, but... Um, That's cool. It was it was all right. So you're, are Did you going to... they gonna, play Eye of the Tiger? Yeah. Is this going to make you want to watch... Um, is this 32-man tournament going to make you want to watch Lucha Underground? No, Brian Cage's gloves. Is gonna be- <laughs> yeah. Remember how I earlier talked about Mal- the Malcolm McDowell syndrome about being tied down to the chair and your eyes forced open... Yeah. While you're watching, uh, Lucha Underground that point too. What's that? Lucha Underground is at that point too, where you would. No, 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 no. I'm saying that's what I, I, I think it'd be fun to do with Jim Cornette. Force him to watch. <laughs> yeah, strap him down to a chair, put his eyeballs open, you know, and make him watch it while we're playing Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make like when when I was gonna on on, on the Lucha Talk podcast, I was gonna make this like mark remark about um marco corleone winning the title and and congratulating him on behalf of mlw radio network all of us <laughs> but then i like I just, it, that would I be just, great yeah i just did and i was like yeah they don't listen to this marco marco Corley, corleone would be my favorite wrestler in the world today if he took the mic after winning it saying i want to dedicate this to jim <laughs> Cornette." <laughs> <laughs> believing in me my entire career that's re- <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah, so the other news in Lucha, and I think this is something that I think you probably would enjoy more, far more. I think a lot of our listeners would enjoy. Um, and I think it's something that people should, like, if you, if you could read Spanish, although I think the only problem is sometimes these stories are not PG or G-rated. They're pretty much pretty close to beyond R, like the last oh, one. Oh, okay. Um, Cibernético, you should give Cibernético a follow on Twitter. Um, he, I think it's Cyber at Cyber Elite. Um, Cyber he, Elite. Yeah, I think Cyber Elite because he remember he went to um, it, it, the other one was um, AAA. I think he had AAA. It's oh, the one that, okay. So it's the, if you if you go to it, it's the one that has the most recent uh, tweets because the other one I don't think he uses at all. Um, so basically, what he's doing now, he's telling stories, um, just like he calls them anecdotes of his career. Uh huh. And you know, usually like when he first did these. He wouldn't tell you like what what the who he was talking about, and there was no conclusion to it. Well, now he's decided he doesn't give a fuck, so he's going to tell the entire thing. So uh, he told the story of um, he went to an airport. It was during the days when um, they, they were the the when he was in AAA, mm-hmm. and um, he was traveling with a with a with a luchadora as a companion, 
and uh, they were going to go to the show in, in Tijuana. I think they were going to Tijuana or coming back from Tijuana, but he had to go to the restroom, so he told the, the luchador to save his to like save him a spot when he when they get into the the the, air, the airplane. So he gets back. He sees that the line's gone. He goes into the air, airplane, and he doesn't see the he he looks at he looks for the girl that's with him, and he notices that she didn't take care of a spot, like she didn't get, keep a spot for him. So he kind of tells her, "Hey, what? I told you to keep a spot." And she's like, "Well, that's your problem." He basically said that they had already had like an argument prior to this. So he he was very disappointed. He was kind of upset at her. So then um, the the wait the the stewardess. The flight attendant shows up and tells them, tells them what's wrong, what's going on, and and he told, well, I I don't have a seat now, so he's like, oh, she she told him, well, you know what it is, we um sold so many tickets for um for this um for this portion of the plane that we're we're gonna have to find you guys different seats, so he ended up getting a first class seat, and the other person that was there, there was another wrestler that got a first class seat also, and it was um Charlie Manson, so both of them got pushed forward up to um first class so cybernetico is very happy because in first class they got you know they got wine they got water they got they got everything so um so while this is going on um the the girl the luchadora goes over and complains and she's like hey what are you doing up here you should be sitting down down there with me and um in the lower with the low you know the low level people <laughs> and uh, he was like he was like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine here. Look at this. I got wine. I'm, I'm relaxing, uh, and, and all stuff. You get, you, you leave. So then the flight attendant comes over, and she's like, is there a problem? And, and he's like, yeah, this, this, this crazy lady doesn't, doesn't leave me alone. I mean, she, she should be sitting over there. And, she, and, and, and the, the girl's like, he should be sitting with me. It shouldn't be. Um, I shouldn't be. He shouldn't be here. He, he doesn't belong here. And she, the flight attendant, explained to her that. They moved these two guys to these seats because there was no more no more room in the other in the other section. So um, so then Cibernetico tells the tells the flight attendant, hey, um, um, I don't even like the like the the flight attendant tells um asks the girl like what's going on like just keeps trying to get her like leave, and yeah. and so she tells her, well, I'm not going to leave because he's supposed to be over there. And and Cibernetico's like, I don't even know this lady. Why does she? Why is this? Why is this crazy lady bothering me? So the the flight attendant finally tells um the luchadora like go sit in your seat or else I'm gonna have have to tell the pilot to come down here and um and tell you you know to to, to you know to you know put you down or whatever like get rid of you or whatever and so she finally leaves and Cibernetico tells the flight attendant you know what since I'm in a good mood and I want to be the better person why don't you take some peanuts to that girl that crazy lady <laughs> over there. So um, he ends with the final tweet he sends is um, he's like, well that was my that was this week's anecdote and I would like to give a shout out and a and a and a, th- and a hello to um, Estrellita wherever she may be. <gasps> oh my God, no way! <laughs> yes. So then the second story. The oh second my story, God. The second story. <laughs> uh, it's about the AAA TV announcers. And he was talking about how one of the AAA TV announcers, all the AAA TV announcers, after a show, they went to a club, they had their drinks, uh, they they were hanging out with women, you know, all the stuff, and they left. They went back to the hotel where the the the, the announcers, the 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 AAA crew, the wrestlers, everybody was staying at that hotel. So the wrestlers noticed that one of the announcers showed up with a with a female, and they were just like, you know, being wrestlers, you know what they do? They go over and they. They go try to listen, you know, on the outside of, of the, the hotel room to see what's going on. 
And what they hear is they hear the the the, the TV announcer talking talking you know doing sweet talking the girl, and all of a sudden they hear some silence, and they're like, "What's going on? It's silent." And then all of a sudden they hear like this. It's not sweet talking anymore, and now it's um it's very serious talking. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> later on they like so so that's all they hear. And then Super Nantico lamented, "Well, you know what happened was." The lady wasn't a lady; it was a man. <laughs> so, so then he says, "If he says, um, greetings to Address Maronius, wherever you may be." I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought it was going to be um, um, Arturo Rivera, but it ended up being Address Maronius. Oh, that's great! I found a Cibera elite, and I am following him. Yeah, he's great. That's he should awesome. have his own podcast because he's. I think he's like it's. He's like so like out there like he doesn't give a fuck but it's not like it's not like conan like conan sounds bitter whereas like it's not just trash talking people he had there's a charm and there's a storytelling ability to it you know what it is like if conan if you poke at him he's gonna get upset and this guy if you like poke at him jokingly he keeps like he he could he goes with the joke he'll like continue because like i i told you about that appearance he did on that one other podcast in mexico where they were like, are you going to miss, are you going to miss being, are you disappointed you're not part of the AAA's 25th anniversary? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm disappointed. I went to my psychiatrist and I told him, how am I going to be able to sleep? How am I going to be able to handle my life without being part of AAA and all this stuff? And then like when they asked, and then they, they asked him, what if Vampiro called you? It's like, whoa, imagine a star like Vampiro calling me, little old me. That girl gives me a call. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I'm like, man, this guy is awesome. Like, I okay. Think yeah. Marco Corleone has a fan in me. And now, now, Cibernetico does. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's, he's great. Like, people don't realize whenever Chris Downer and I would talk about how we, how we were, and I think Rob also, we're all like, we all kind of like Cibernetico because he could cut promos. But it's like, man, he sucked in the ring. It's like, yeah, but at some point we'll get something out of it. And it, this has been the... I, I like him already. I mean, actually, I liked him. He was the one who was in the casket match 10 years ago, right? Yes, yes. See, I liked yes. him then. I just yes. thought that was, and I liked AAA at the time, too. I thought yes. that was so inspired, you know? Yeah, that was really, see, like, now I would, I would, like, I would give, like, like, if whoever's running Lucha Underground saw that, they would be like, oh, they're so much better than whatever works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They'd have an identity crisis if yeah, they saw they, that. Yeah, they wouldn't admit to it, but it'd be so much better, like if they had whoever was doing that stuff for uh, Triple and <laughs> Lucha Underground. Yeah, so that was the, that's the big indie news from uh, Cibernetico. Like, I love it. Time. Um, the other news, uh, Ray Scorpion, he is now teaming up with Maximo and La Mastra on the indie scene. And he has now joined La Mascara's um, Ingo Bernabla's group in the independent scene. So uh, I think if, if you remember, that was like that was one of the issues La Mascara had with Rush yeah. when Rush brought in Ray Scorpion. But I guess now now that he's an independent, he really needs a really good worker, and Ray Scorpion is really good. Yes, so, he is. Yeah, so I'm I, I really like that. I've heard good things about Maximo as a in the independents where he's actually like. He does the exotico stuff, but he's also acting like more of a, a like a, you know, more of a thug. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So I think an interesting twist. Yeah, I, I mean, it's very that. apropos considering everything that went on. Yeah, I think that's why it's doing. He's doing that because he knows like they're because um, like I told you, remember that one time I said, "Take care of your cars" and all that. So <laughs> I think that's yes. also it. 
Um, let me see what else. So you watched you watched that one uh, Lucha Minks match. I watched Virus versus Prayer. And Prayer is somebody that we I've been wanting to watch for a while because he's been getting a lot of like attention from the from the Puebla indie scene. Yeah, um, I thought he was going to look like very religious, like a masked guy, and he's just like a, a regular Mexican dude. But he was really cool. Like I thought he was really good. Although That's I think a cool he, I think name. He, yeah, I think he must have had like a different gimmick. Like he probably had a mask back in the past. Yeah. But um, but this match with Virus is really like a very mat based, very um, very hold for hold type of match. So. I, I think it's a match that a lot of people aren't going to be into if you're, like, into high-flying and stuff like that. Right. But if, you're, but if you're into, like, Nero Navarro and all that stuff, Solar, I think you would like this match. It was really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, and then there's the Lucha Means MDA, um, the 12-man match. It's a six-versus-six match. It was the opener. Um, you'd probably hate it because it was a lot of a lot of crazy dives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, and uh, and it was like some of it was like uh, I I think the only difference was like the the because it was basically um, Puebla versus um, Charo team which is uh, yeah. Lucha Memes that's the Lucha Memes group and um, the Puebla guys they weren't really at the level of the of the Lucha Memes guys like the Lucha Memes guys the they had um, they were already guys who team up regularly so they kind of seemed more a little more um, polished where the Puebla guys were like just a bunch of random I think two of them were tag team. But everybody else was more like just we need a we need we need to have Puebla guys. Let's put these guys together. And I thought it was in, I thought it was good, but it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Very cool. But it, but it had a lot of cool dives. I will say it had a lot of cool dives. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I I have to check out more lucha names rather than yeah, just yeah, a random yeah. one. Well, you got to watch some of the other stuff. I think we're getting a lot more stuff like because people like with the crash and then like. The whole indie scene. There's there's more people like filming stuff. So I I heard there I heard that Alley Park Caristico versus what was it Alley Park? I think it's Alley Park Caristico versus Ultimo Girl Rush or I think it's the other way. It's it's one or the other. I can't remember how it is, but um, they had a really good tag match also. So oh, that, very that, cool. Yeah, that sounded like like apparently like Rush and Alley Park do their crazy crazy um, brawl. Which while, I loved. While Caristico and Ultimo Guerrero, at one point, um, I guess somebody decided to start playing on music during mm-hmm. their match, and Caristico was doing dance, was like dancing, and Ultimo Guerrero was totally confused with what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to check that out. But I mean, there's so much stuff to watch nowadays that you just can't, you can't go wrong with any of this stuff. Um, there's no shortage. There's always no, something no, to watch no. now. Yeah, mm. and um, L.A. Park is celebrating his 34th anniversary on. I think this Sunday. So that's something wow. else. I, I think Weird to think it's been that long. No, I think it's July 1st that he's celebrating it. But it's like, he's, he's, he's all over, like, he's, he's all over the place on the indie scene. Like, they just announced that him and Rush are having another match, another singles match on July 29th. Mm-hmm. So that should be great. That's I love, I, I love that one brawl that you recommended to me. Yeah, like from I mean, that like was February fun. or March or something. Yeah. I mean, these those two guys just have great matches because you you get the you get a sense like they they know how to build up like that they hate each other like that that you get that from those two guys. I thought you, know, you were spo- so spot on that it reminded you of uh, the Bruiser Brody Abdullah the Butcher feud on indie shows back in the eighties. Yeah, because you, you you and and I think these guys have to do it a little more just because Rush Rush shows a little more like his facials are always like he's a, he's an asshole and he. He hates somebody, so he does. He uses his face a lot to 
to like express his dislike for L.A. Park. And, and when you LA, have somebody who is loved as much as L.A. Park, yeah. So I think it. I think it's just. I think that's really a hot feud. And I like the fact that L.A. Park is like he's like a rebel. Like he's the ultimate rebel in wrestling. Like he doesn't like he doesn't like follow anybody's rules. So. I dig that. Usually, I do not like people like that. I, I usually think they're goofs, but this guy is still making a living. He's, uh, hey, I I was totally gung ho when he, uh, I think it was when he last left AAA. I can't remember if it was AAA or CMLL. And he announced, "I'm a hippie." I said, yeah. oh, this, <laughs> this guy is cool. Yeah. Bonafide cool. Gold yeah. standard cool. He's awesome. Yeah. Like- yes. I think we'll be doing a Lucha Classica on him soon. So that's something else that people who haven't signed up to Patreon, you're going to, you're, you, you're probably, if you want to hear a, a, about LA Park, I think we're going to do a, I think it's going to be probably you and Dr. Lucha joining me. And I think it's just going to be a three, but it's going to be a, that would be, be cool. I, I think it will be a very comprehensive look at one of the, uh, one of the greatest luchadors careers. Yeah. And there's so much you could talk about, like, his career prior to being L.A. Park, before being La Parca, really. And he Principe was Island. I would yeah. actually love to learn more about that. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Like, and we, we, we talked about it last, the last Lucha Classica. We talked about he had a, he had a title match for, uh, against Ray Hestas, where he lost the match, and Conan came out to defend him. Apparently, Principe Island was somebody, like, even at a young, when he was young, people were already thinking it was going to be really good, so... I think that's uh Yeah, I remember cuz when he was in UWA, I remember he got a lot uh, he got rave reviews. That everybody said he was Connect's brother. Is he any relation or is that just No. hype, yeah. Cuz I remember oh, that know, was You know the other thing I found out was like I didn't realize he was like one of the Invasores. Remember the the tag team from like the Monterey area? I did not know that either. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, I didn't realize that." Is there footage from his Principe Islan days? Yeah, the the one match from um CMLL. From okay. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, then we could talk about Volador Jr. saying he never saw that. <laughs> <laughs> he told us, like, that was the first thing he said. He, like, he's like, you know, I never saw Principe Island. I never saw... Because I asked him if he had ever seen um, his dad wrestle when he was um, Remo Banda. And he's like, I never saw him wrestle as Remo Banda. I never saw um, L.A. Park when he was um, Principe Island. And I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was a kid. I mean... He, yeah, when like, you think about it, yeah, I mean, I think that's like, what makes me feel so old is, I think he's 30. wait, how could you not remember that, Volador? You're a grown-up. Oh, yeah, you were a little kid back then. Yeah, because I think he's 33, 34 now. Yeah. So, yeah. It's weird. It's weird being in my 50s and thinking about how time flies so fast, especially when I've kind of, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've kind of stayed a kid in so many ways. Yeah, it's yeah. very bizarre. Well, it's like, like we were talking about the, all, when we were, whenever we talk about stuff like that happened, it's like didn't that happen recently? And it's like oh, it happened ten years ago. It's like holy shit, really? It is. It it is weird how fast time flies. Well, like, I was, like like I was saying when I was thinking of doing that stuff with um with all the lucha reports and all the the stuff that I have on video and stuff. It's like 2003. That was like. 14, 15, 14 years ago. It's like, it's, that's already classic. <laughs> I know it's weird. It's weird when you hear people referring to stuff like that as nostalgia. You're going, what do you mean nostalgia? That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, the weird thing is, uh, I think when Chris started doing the Lucha Report, I think, uh-huh. it, was, I think it was two weeks before or a week before um, Perro Jr. jumped to um, CMLL. Really? Yeah. 
Damn. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that. Like, I think he might wow. have, I think he did it before that, but that was around the time he started sending the emails and stuff like that. Because before that, I think he was only putting it up on a, on a couple of um, forums. And then he switched over because I think Rob was doing it before that. So, yeah, cool. that's some, that, that should be something interesting, something to look forward to. Um, what else? Um, this upcoming week, uh, what, we have Pierrot versus Vangelis to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> I, I Will it be what, as good as Pierrot versus uh, Diamante Azul? I know. Somebody asked me, and it's like, I don't know. Like, oh, uh, they asked me if I thought it was going to be better than Yoshitatsu versus Volador Jr. And I said, well, you know, it's a, it's a lightning match, so um, it might actually be better than that. Because that's, that's technically, I think, Bolivar Jr. versus Yoshitatsu yeah. might actually win worst match of the year. <laughs> yeah. I and, don't know. Like, and I don't and how, how messed up is that? For Volador that Jr. Volador, through no control of his own, would nab an award because of, cause of a lame opponent. You know, if, I, if you told him, he'd probably be like, yeah, I was bad. <laughs> Well, he I probably heard, would, but it, oh man! I've heard, I've heard like he wasn't very happy about that match too. So I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so anything else you want to talk about? Anything? Any more news you have? I have no more news other than I am now following uh, Cybernetico. Uh, okay. Yeah, and that's about it. Uh, Lucha Classica coming up in one week, and I assume Lucha World coming up in another two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you as always, Fredo, bringing me the news and making me aware of how freaking awesome Cybernetico is. <laughs> and uh, man, from a, from a casket match to uh, wit that I did not know he had. And yes. And uh, okay, folks, see you in two weeks. In now, uh, till then, hare yolanka. Take care. <laughs>